0: hello and welcome to dfs coach talk i am joe sarvati affectionately known as coach and i am joined by my playing partner mr andrew hansen for arguably the most exciting golf week of the year it is the masters
1: oh boy this is terrific i'm glad you're here with me ready to break this down as a twosome. probably they'd pair us up with two more if we were down at Augusta National but hey
0: that's right DJ and uh, Rom. that would afford some I'd be I'd I, be ready
1: to go I'd take that yeah we probably have to split <laughs> us up uh, we, uh, we wouldn't want to you know beat, beat them 5 and 4 um no I we think have...
0: we'd be on the clock pretty quick
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh you might want to pick up sir after your 10th yes. shot uh, cuz exactly. the conditions sound a lot different than the fall I mean we're talking firm you and fast believe. We're not yep. looking at 20 under this week, coach. It's it's going to be a real battle and you got to bring your complete game to, to conquer this event.
0: Yeah, there's no question. I mean, I, I watched the Golf Channel last night for several hours because I was not feeling great. Had the second vaccine, as you know, and it kicked my butt for a day or two here. So I'm back feeling great now. But Man, but it, the nice part is I was sort of forced to watch like 5 hours of the Golf Channel last night <laughs> cuz I didn't want to move and and it, but I'll tell you it was great. You know Brandon Chambly that's on there? Yeah. Uh, Brandle, time. yeah. Yeah, he Brandel. Yeah, he had some great points, talked through he a bunch of stuff. Yes, he's a smart man that Love guy. Love his but, analysis. Yes, and he he was talking about how, you know, really when you're looking at this tournament in particular, to not look at the one that was played in the fall to sort of determine, you know, how how the uh, course shall pl- should play, but look back a couple of years when it was faster and firmer, because it was very soft and inviting this fall. And uh, they, I think, took a little exception to that, and they've made it very fast. Um, you're going to have balls rolling off the green, rolling in the water. And uh, I love it. I think that this Everybody knows it's game on time, and you can't make mistakes, and uh,
1: man, it's going to be a fun tournament. Yeah, and it's funny. I'm glad you watched the coverage there, because what I have not done is I have not I- taken that enjoyable experience and watched any of the coverage yet. I'm, I'm, I think I might just wait until tomorrow morning when they tee off, uh, and when the coverage starts to actually watch the live coverage at the Masters. I've been focused more on the radio coverage, listening to yeah. some of the player interviews, and, yep. uh, you know, doing some research there, picking up some anecdotes. And we'll go over that, some of, the, some of that today, some of the top storylines with some of these big players. Well, I'll tell you, there's lots of narratives and
0: things to look at. And, I mean, to fill like four or five hours of, of coverage <laughs> on the Golf Channel, you're digging for just about everything. So it was pretty interesting, uh, all the different stuff that's going on. But you're right. I'll tell you what. You talk about eye test and listen to people in their interviews, you could see who was zoned in and who wasn't. And like, if you have a chance to see the Rory McElroy interview, he just, uh, he's sort of not, doesn't have it between the ears right now. He, he sounded very, uh, shaky and, and like no confidence type of situation. So that was one of them I picked up on, but there were, I mean, you can see right through what a lot of them are talking about. And, uh, you know, if you go in there with any weakness, it, that course will
1: eat you alive. There's no doubt. Yeah. And, you know, that might be a good place to start with Koepka, mm-hmm. who yeah who is, you know, talk about interviews and weaknesses. He admitted that yeah. his knee is a real issue. And I guess watching him, the, the all the analysts have said that he looks, you know, really he's moving very gingerly. Having yeah. trouble even bending over, having trouble walking downhill, and this is a very uh, undulating course. But he also said that he didn't, he wasn't there unless he thought he could finish better than second. So he thinks he's, he thinks he can win. Uh, he says he's hitting it really well, uh, yeah. but it's going to be such a physical challenge for him because he's not at 100. percent He's admitted it, and uh, that that's the type of guy who's. You talk about a GPP play. I mean a, a guy yeah. who could easily win, he's won multiple majors, but he could miss the cut if if the knee flares up. Yeah,
0: I I mean after I mean he can't even bend down to read his putts. Did you know that? I he's, heard that. He's in a yeah, they showed him they went through everything and he he can only take that knee at 90 degrees. So he said he he's got to step way back and really count on his caddy cuz he can't get down there to read the putts. It's that bad. And he also was talking about how there's a lot of pain with the screw and the plate and all these things they put in his knee. I didn't realize it was such a, a, a rough surgery and I can't believe he's back this quick, to be honest with you, but he did not sound healthy whatsoever. And one of the, of course, interesting facts for Mr. Chambly there, they were saying from the first tee to the 10th tee, the, there's a drop off of, of uh, height that's the same as size as the Leaning Tower of Pisa and the Statue of Liberty. It's that much of a drop-off. Wow. So you're walking downhill a lot, which is really tough on the, the knee ligaments, you know, as you're pounded into the ground and then uphill the rest of the time. So, yeah, it's people don't realize the Masters is that undulating, but it is. There's a lot of, uh, it's a little bit of a hilly area. So it's going to be a test for him. I After watching that, I I have zero confidence. that. that I I just
1: admire that he's getting out there and trying. Right. Well, how about somebody who's coming from the other direction in terms of recent performance? From your neck of the woods, fellow Texan Jordan Spieth got that first win in such a long time last week. and Man, is is that a monkey off his back to get in the winner's (sighs) circle and not have to answer those questions this week? It is. And, you know, he's it's been coming. You know, we've noticed the last, you know, six
0: weeks or so he's been in contention getting his game back and really happy for him because I know he was he was struggling. You know, can he back, come right back with the momentum? I mean, he's a defending champ. He was they showed him at the uh, the dinner last night that uh, DJ hosted as the defending champ. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he looks confident. He sounds confident. So. I wouldn't put him past him you know, to be in contention, that's for sure. Once you've won there, you've got that mental edge,
1: you know? Oh, absolutely. You know, and speaking of recent champions, two years ago, it was Tiger, of course, and that magical win, but he's not yeah. there. And that could be an emotional impact on guys one way or the other. And Justin Thomas seems to be as close to Tiger as anyone, talking about visiting visiting him recently several times. Uh, yeah. will, will he channel that? And, and try to win one for the Gipper, so to speak? He very well may. I mean, he's got the game for that course,
0: and he's never won there. So certainly I would say that that's probably at the top of his bucket list is to, to go after this one. Um, I would not put it past him. I think he's one of the three or four guys that you have to beat here. I really do, even though he doesn't have a Masters under his belt.
1: Yeah, he's one of the pay-up options that I'm, I'm really looking at uh, the last... A, you know full field stroke event that he played he he won the players and yeah. you know so he's he's in a great mindset and, and like you said he hasn't won yet here but he's been trending up getting closer and closer finishing in the top five last time around so uh, he's sort of peaking uh, in terms of his recent master, master's history to get it done yeah he really is and and I'll tell you the the statistics back up the
0: fact that very seldom does a, a, you know, unknown out of nowhere sort of win this tournament. Uh, there's a long history of veteran guys that are just always in the hunt here, which brings guys like Lee Westwood and some of, of the, the guys that have played this course. He played it 19 times so uh, for the tournament. So that's, you know, this is his 20th uh, event at 47. So he's, you know, guys like that. It just really elevate here. I mean, you had <clears throat> Danny Willett win it uh, about, what, five years ago, four years ago, and he was uh, pretty long odds. But nine of the last 10 have been right in that top uh, 10 or 12 in the odds. So it doesn't happen very often that you get a real bomb. So with that in mind, let me give you the top 10 that are all 25 to 1 and under. And then it jumps to 35 after that. Because I I really think, Andrew, that your winner is going to come out of this group of 10. Okay. Dustin Johnson is 9-1. Bryson is 11. Spieth is now 10-1. He's dropped. Everybody's jumping on him because of that win. Rom, 12. McElroy, 11 somehow. Um, And uh, Justin Thomas, 11. I'm sorry. Thomas is 11. McElroy is 18. I, I read the wrong one. Cantlay's 20, um, Shoffley, 22, and Kepka 25, your man, and Morikawa 30, who's not, he's not in good form right now either. So, and that's just, you know, the top 10. You've got all those studs in that next group. How about a and Reed and Berger and Im and Simpson? I mean, we got the big sticks going
1: here, man. I'm telling you. And this is just the perfect example of today's golf in in 2021 you know going through those 15 or 20 names i don't think anyone listening would be surprised if any of those guys won it and like you said chances are probably one of them will and it just is such a hard challenge in dfs this week because there's there's so many guys in there that would not surprise you if they win so how do you narrow it down it's it's, it's it's really tough it is. I mean, it's a two-flight thing as I was building these
0: lineups. First of all, you have to decide who your pay up or, you know, two pay up guys are is pretty much the way I built mine. And that's <laughs> that's no cup of tea, man. I mean, you gotta choose between the big dogs. You know, Bryson could overpower the course, like we said. You know, Rom's narrative with just having a, a baby is he was worried because she was due during the masters, and luckily she gave she went into labor. Last week, the baby's fine, and so he's geared in. And you
1: know that baby narrative, man. That's nothing to play around with. No, it's real. I mean, you mentioned Willett. He won in the same scenario after having yes. become a, a a father for the first time. Comes yeah. over and wins. And Rom, you're you're right. He's got to be feeling on top of the world with the excitement of of being a father and having it happen, so that he can still play. The only the only thing I'm a little concerned about is he. I understand he got to the course yesterday, Tuesday. Um, you know, is he going to be completely worn out? Is he going to get enough practice time? Right. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm leaning towards playing him quite a bit, uh, but that that's my one reservation. You know, I. I mean, I always think that. You know, we we see these baby nerds come up in the other sports.
0: It happens in the NBA all the time. It 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 almost doesn't even make sense because you think, okay he was up, he was stressed, you know, the baby, they're healthy, the mom and this and that. And then, you know, the baby's up at night and, you know, you would think he's all out of sync. And especially, you know, people in the golf world, they're such creatures of habit and discipline. They practice so long and they just, you know, uh, stick with it like that. And to throw him way out of his game, it scares me a little bit, but you see these guys come back, you know, their their child was born 24, 48 hours before. All of a sudden they drop 40 in a basketball game. So I don't know what clicks, uh, what adrenaline, whatever. But uh, I think it has to do with like perspective and, you know, those kind of things. But, you know, will it help Rom here? Possibly. Um, they did say that he was the last guy on the practice range last night, every single person was gone except for him. And it was late. It was like 1030 at night or something. He was literally on the practice tee still. So, you know, maybe he's, maybe he's zoned in. I mean, it's, it's certainly something I would support. I wouldn't say not to take him, but I'll tell you, Andrew, my pay up guy, and I hate to do this because He's such a boomer bus guy, but DJ, I mean, I know he's the most expensive, but look at his, his history here. I mean, he, it's unbelievable. The last nine years, his, his caddy, Butch Harmon's his, his coach. And for the first eight years of his career, he couldn't win some of these big events where, you know, really the most important thing was to be able to fade the ball, cut it back into these greens So, and he just, that wasn't his game. Butch Harmon talked him into that change. And if you statistically look at his first nine years to the last eight, and he's been playing golf 17 years already, which is amazing. Uh, But you see the gray, he's getting some gray in his beard. Now, now I feel old because I remember when he just came up like it was yesterday. But once he started fading, then he started winning and started winning majors, winning on courses that you need to bring that ball in in that direction with that spin to get it in the correct places on the greens. And since he's done that, he's been, you know, multiple top fives, wins, top tens here at the Masters. And even if he doesn't win it, for me as a cash player, I feel that he has the strongest chance to be a top three guy in this. Am I right or wrong?
1: What do you think? You know, that's the way you put it. Is it is hard to argue with that? Because um, yeah. because the thing for me is, I don't know if I would bet him to win, but I don't think I would bet against him in any way. I would not bet against him to finish out of the top ten, for example. Uh, yeah. You know, he he hasn't been playing great the last month or so. Right. But his game is perfect for here, and he's got the talk about a monkey off your back. He he just won it, so he's that's right. You know, playing with house money here, there's no pressure. Uh, just go out there, do your game, you know, do, do your thing and see if you can see if you can repeat it and make history. Um, you know, and that's my exact theory of what you just said is because the
0: last two I was down, well, I was down to three guys in there, a big deal of the top three price guys, but it was, do I go Johnson with now that he, I mean, just think about him with that stress gone and playing, like you said, with house money. I mean, that's scary because he's so long and his wedge play is so good now. But, you know, you have Bryson, you know, with that power. So that's somebody you have to – it's a little bit more of a roll of the dice, but he could easily win. And then Justin Thomas. But that's the problem that I had with my final decision was, is Thomas going to press because he wants this so bad? And, you know, he's not been there at the Masters to win it. So that's why I'm leaning a little towards DJ. What, who's your big pay-up dude?
1: You know, I, uh, Rom. Uh, Ram and JT are, are on my radar for sure, but yeah. but Bryson, you know I, I got to think more about him here. Uh And the nice thing is we don't have to finalize the lineups until tomorrow morning. But right, listening to what Bryson was doing in practice rounds and and thinking back to what he what he did going into the Masters in the fall, and and that was really the storyline because right. it was you know with his new power and length, was he just going to demolish? augusta national and it didn't work out for him he made the cut but finished near the bottom and you know you remember he had that di- strange dizzy spell and yeah. so he just wasn't right physically and it just it was kind of a, a failure for uh the guy who you're talking about par 67 and was he going to just dominate but you know i think it's going to be a, a better scenario for him here um because he's already gone through that and and uh, he's had great recent form and again listening to what he's been doing this week like on the 13th hole just mashing drives up the right side over the trees way down uh, you know as the the slope kind of goes right to left so he's got a a short iron in on that par five i mean it, it should be an absolute minimum birdie for him every day if not an eagle and he's talking about driving the par th- par four third hole. He, he thinks yeah. he can drive that green. I mean, you know, I, I, I think people might just overlook that a little bit because he had such high expectations and it went so poorly in the fall. And right. I think that may be a mistake because he's also got a ton of confidence with his putting now. And, yeah. you know, if he just kind of plays his normal game and doesn't do anything crazy or get out of whack emotionally. Uh, I, I think he's he, he's a lock for the top five as well in my book. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. I He could win this thing by a couple of shots,
0: easy. I mean, you look at some of the stuff that's going on. Here's the only concern I have and why he didn't make my very top spot. He's He's playing for the first time in competition with a new driver this week. They designed a prototypical driver Prototype. I mean, for him, because he has the fastest swing speed and ball speed of any player in the history of the of golf. So, 211 miles an hour, his ball speed is. Can you imagine that? It's insane.
1: Right. I mean, so, t- other than the long drive competitors, in terms of professional you know, PGA well, I'm, players, well, I'm talking PGA yeah, Tour. Exactly. Right. Uh, you know, the PGA Tour guys. Yep. He's so he set one. the
0: standard of all time. Yep. So. Then the new driver scares me a little bit. And then he said in his interview, and he wouldn't say what it was, has to be one of his wedges or something, but he says he has a brand new club in his bag that he's been practicing with the last week that he thinks is going to be the difference maker. I don't, maybe, I don't, I'm guessing it's a wedge. It might not be, but he, whatever it is, he wouldn't say what it was, but he was excited. So I'm thinking to myself, wow, he sounds confident. He talked about the five holes he was going to try to go over trees and cut corners where nobody's ever gone before. And I mean, the guy's like a walking encyclopedia of golf strategy. But, you know, I, I love the ideas of stuff, but I don't know, Andrew. I mean, even as a, a chip and charge golfer that I am, if I have a brand new club that I have to use, I'm nervous about it. So I'm, I'm not sure that I'm surprised he's making this many club changes right before the Masters.
1: Well, you know, it, it it ends up being that he's a little bit more of a GPP play than than DJ, and that's why it makes sense to me that you would right. lean DJ and yep. and Bryson just it is risky, like you said, to to introduce new clubs. Uh, I mean a driver and a wedge are kind of important clubs these days in, in on the PGA tour for the yeah. long for the longest time. I mean hitters. he doesn't
0: use anything else. That's like, right. He could play three clubs a, yep. a driver, a wedge, and a putter, and then he's done. That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Craziness. Yeah, you know the other guys. Let me give it a real quick idea of, you know, basically here are the guys that you have to. Most people will pick two of these guys, but I want to give you an idea of the pricing and then fill in from there. Some guys may want to buy down, but if you try to get three of these guys in, then you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. But uh, the guys that are between eleven thousand and twelve five on. Fanduel or Johnson, DeChambeau, Thomas, Rom, Kepka, McElroy, Shoffley, Cantley, and Morikawa. Spieth is just one spot below, and as pricing, the top pricing guys uh, on DraftKings are Johnson, Rom, DeChambeau, Thomas, McElroy, Shoffley, Morikawa. So same group. Those are the real pay-up guys. Um, and you know, can you get to two of them? Uh, you know. I'm leaning, and I'm really interested. I know you don't like this guy, and I love him. But my second fiddle to DJ, I'm thinking here. I love Patrick Cantley. Mm. He's he, he's like the Kawhi Leonard of golf. He's never says anything, not real emotional, and he's a machine. I know you think
1: he's off. No, his no, game. I like him. No, you like him a little bit. I mean, that's a great description of him. It really is, yeah. and. He, uh, you know, if you'd asked me six weeks ago who my pick would be that isn't maybe a top five, it would have been yeah. Cantlay. Okay. And for some reason, I feel like I'm just distracted by this missed cut at the players. And, uh, yeah. But if you dig, if you go back and look, before that, it was four straight top 15 finishes. Yes. And, you know, he was really in, in, in a groove. And uh, he, when Tiger won two years ago, he had the lead there momentarily yes and he so did. we're back in those same conditions in April and he is definitely one of the guys after that top 10 or so uh, right there with Patrick Reed in the 9k range on on DraftKings where you know there's a real good chance he's he's gonna make the cut for me
0: and I, I think he's a guy that's flying under the radar nobody's talking about him at all because yeah. even when he had those four top 15s in a row it was like well Cantley's getting into four. I mean, you finished four times in the top 15 in a row, you're in form. I don't care what anybody says. These golfers are amazing, and to be that high of a finish, I just think he could sneak up, and he certainly doesn't seem like a guy that is going to get distracted emotionally or anything like that. He just gets about his business and gets it done. So he's, he's sort of my second banana. You got a, a guy slotted in there for you?
1: Yeah, it's, it, Patrick Reed is the other guy. And so, yeah. you know, looking at the DraftKings pricing, it's trying to figure out if you go with one of the top studs, can you get two guys like Cantley and Reed, or is it just one of them and then head down from there? Right. Uh, th- those are the two guys who are popping up the most. And the crazy thing is, Spieth is right in there, too. So, yeah. I mean, what a, what a stretch there. Um, but. The the other thing here is, uh, don't forget about these veterans who... That's exactly right. The you, Lee Westwoods of the world. Yeah. The Lee Westwoods. Uh, how about Bubba Sergio. Watson? Yeah. Uh, you know, he's won here multiple times. Louis Oosthuizen yeah. always steps up at the Masters. And those guys are, are much more of a bargain here. They um, are. Paul and, Casey, all those guys, they've played this 15, 20 times. They, they know
0: every nook and cranny of
1: that course. It makes such a difference here. So... Big you know, time. To our listeners who are either new to DFS or don't follow the Masters quite as closely, um, don't be afraid of of the veterans here. In fact, right. I think they they get the tiebreaker for me. I mean, look at Bernhard Langer, who is just you talk about a machine. That guy is is an ageless wonder. It's ridiculous. It doesn't matter how old he is; he keeps making the cut. And remember, he beat Bryson last year by a stroke. Unbelievable, and he's he's almost minimum price. So yeah, you know this is this is so much fun to get uh, a tournament that we've all seen so many times with, and these guys have so much experience that they just always find a way to get it done. I know, and you know, I always fade the older guys. I know we
0: always every week for our listeners, you know, you're always getting a Stricker in there or one right. of these guys that have been around forever, and I always fade them because I'll take these young dudes. But this is the one tournament. Each year, I don't know if it's the lore of, of the Masters or the the just the delicacy of having to know the course, but it seems like the older guys step up when it comes to the Masters, and the younger guys get just sort of intimidated. I think is what it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's guys. Uh, let's give a, a few because this is where you shine, and you know, it's helped me make a bunch of money in PGA DFSs with your value plays. One guy I thought was a, a a real sneaky value play is a champion here, Danny Willett's eighty three hundred bucks, not playing bad golf, and he's won here. Uh, I I think he's a nice little value.
1: What do you think? Yeah, I mean, again, the guy who comes here with the confidence of of being a winner, it takes it takes the pressure off of him. He's had a couple decent finishes lately, and yeah. uh, and a good price, so. Uh, you know, he's a he's a guy you can feel decent about um, where you, you you know, you're looking at another guy to make the cut. Obviously, that's what it always comes down to in PG. It really does. So, you, yeah, you feel confident about there. There's a couple guys in that price range who are interesting. Um, OK, give me that. Give me the goods because well, I'm ready. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't finalized it yet. We will finalize the clipboard for the members tonight. And uh, we invite okay. you in to uh, to join us there. at dot com. Grab a membership, and you'll also get our lineups in, in basketball and baseball. Um, but the you know, Burn uh, Burn is somebody I want to mention he's talking about making the cut. He's five yeah. five for five in making the cut at the Masters, and he's yeah. only he's only sixty four hundred on on uh, DraftKings. Uh, hasn't played great the last couple events here, but um, there's a possibility. Um, Here's a here's an under the radar guy, Robert McIntyre. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have him on my list as well. Yeah, yeah great price here in the six K range. He's a lefty, and that's yeah. a that's a um, that can be an advantage at the Masters. Think about Bubba, Bubba Watson, Phil Mickelson, Mike Weir, yeah. all lefties yeah. who've won here. Um, so th- there's a guy in that range, and then two others who I want to mention who finished in the top ten this fall: Fratelli. And CT Pan, and they're both yeah. in the 6K range on on DraftKings. Uh, you know, the one caveat there is, like you said, much different conditions in the fall, uh, so right. it should be a tougher test. But CT Pan just finished tied for third at the Honda, so you like his recent form compared to Fratelli, who's missed four of his last five cuts. Um, mm. So that that's going to be a key decision for me: is which guy in that range do we do we finalize as the the value option? No question, and and I'll tell you, it's this is a great
0: time to uh, be a part of DFS Coach Talk, Uh, to to jump on board with us. You can be in uh, our Discord here in a matter of uh, minutes once you sign up. Go to dfscoachtalk.com. We have multiple packages you could choose. Uh, We have all of our packages include everything that we do, all of our content, all of our lineups, all four of the major sports that we cover, which is Basketball, football, baseball, and golf. And you know, we'd love to have you join us. This is the Masters Week. We also have a phenomenal contest. I'm so excited about that. Do you want to tell them since I know you and are working with one of our members uh on that uh contest for members only?
1: Yeah, thanks to Beat DM Joe. We've got some local masters gear. We've got He's from Augusta, by the way. Yeah. Golf balls, hat. The dog bowl that uh, Coach is, is hoping for.
0: I'm going for the dog bowl. Chance, mm-hmm. my dog is fired up. He wants that dog bowl.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that, that's one of our members-only contests. We do that a lot. We did one with the NCAA tournament. Um, so that's one thing we do in our Discord. Uh, so it, it's a unique format, which you can find out about if you join us, uh, where we'll be tracking standings and, and giving out the gear to the top finishers. Absolutely. And if you want to go a
0: different route, you want to... Uh, Bet this Masters as well. You can sign up for uh, at betus.com.pa. They were the ones that supplied all those uh, st- uh, statistics that I uh, read off there and odds. They're terrific. If if you haven't signed up with them yet, you can go to their website, use the promo code Coach Talk, all one word, no space. Put 149 dollars in your Bet US account, and you get a free membership with us all the way through June 1st. And you get to use the 149, you know, to play whoever you like, maybe uh, 149 bucks to win at dust on Dustin Johnson at 1101, maybe he'll go up to. So anyway, we'd love to have you in there. If you're watching this right now, uh, you know, we sometimes forget to ask, but it is our one ask every podcast. We do seven day a week NBA pods in front of the paywall. We do this weekly PGA pod as well. Uh, Just take a second, hit the thumbs up, the subscribe button, and hit the little alert so you know when our podcast posts. That is very important to us as we're trying to move up the ranks on YouTube and get ourselves in a position where more people uh, can see our content. So we really, really appreciate that. Um, Other than that, you know, we have a few picks that we've got, uh, you know, in our back pocket here for our members tonight uh, Andrew does a, a super job putting together uh, a DraftKings clipboard, which we supply for all sports, which gives you a core group of players that we highlight, and then a, you know several other choices to finish out uh, your build. We give uh, full lineups in both FanDuel and Yahoo, and uh, you know we're we're excited to share those tonight with a big uh, uh, basketball slate in the NBA as well. So. I love this. This is my favorite time of the year. You know, the March Madness stuff going into April with the Masters, NBA hitting the second half stride, and baseball getting started. You know, I'm not a huge football guy, so this is by far
1: my big favorite time of, of the sports year. Yeah, hey, and it's our birthday month for both of us, too. It's phenomenal. That's right. It's right. Uh, can't beat it, especially in the Northeast, because now it's springtime. We get to go out and, and enjoy it. But it's not really great golf weather up here yet. So one more okay. weekend of watching it, and then we'll be inspired to go play after that. It's 77 here,
0: so Dallas is the place to go. That's why so many of these PGA guys live here, Yes, because they can play all year round. <laughs> and it's uh, great condition. It's windy as heck, though. I mean, that's the tough part with uh, with playing here in Texas is the wind. I mean, it does bite you. That's uh, That's the tough part, but... Got to love it, man. Got to love it. All right. Any, anything else you want to throw into the mix?
1: No, I want to go finalize, finalize these lineups. Beautiful.
0: All right. Well, fantastic, everyone. We really appreciate you you know, listening in. We, we wanted to do more of a, a show today with the Masters where we just bantered about some of the players, sort of the psychology, what's going on, uh, rather than just dive into stats. Because the Masters of all tournaments seems like a tournament that has a different type feel to it. And I think a lot of it has to do, you know, with the mental state of some of these guys, you know, approaching the course. So hopefully you got a lot out of it. It gives you a nice core to build off of. And uh, we'd love to have you join us to catch the rest of the lineup. So really appreciate uh, everything. Thank you, Andrew and the Coach Talk team. Uh, I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And we will catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.